you made my nose bleed. I'm going to go wait in the car like a bitch. It came out of my mouth. It's gospel. Welcome to Movie Mug and the Father and Son Podcast. That's the dad bod of podcasts. So what does that mean? Preferred by some, hated by others? No. As a matter <laughs> of fact, I watched a video the other day, and there was a guy on a beach, and he was interviewing hot girls in bikinis. Okay. And he was asking them, do you prefer dad bod or six-pack abs? And 90-something percent of the girls said dad bod. They said it, they were like, well, I, I like to be able to snuggle up to something. I like to have a little more to hold on to. And they were like, you know what, guys with six-pack abs, they're they're too into themselves. I mean, I guess that swings in our favor. I like that. Yeah, I like I'll that too. i have to go too. watch that video. You know what, I, I, like, <laughs> I like hearing that because who the fuck has time to get six-pack abs, right? And, and I'm a dad. I'm 51 years old. How you, the, you just don't because you're old. Well, how the fuck could... Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's 51-year-olds out there with six-pack abs. And not that I'm trying to impress any ladies, because there's only one lady in my life. But. but I think that's a weird thing. I feel like when I see in... I was about to say an older person. I mean, 50-plus, and you see someone who's ripped with abs or something, it all, honestly, to me, most of the time looks unnatural. Yeah. Maybe that's just because I'm so used to everyone with abs being like Zac Efron and not someone older, but maybe they're, maybe you'd look great with a six-pack. I, I guess I need to get to work, although uh, I think Olivia likes my dad bod. So, I mean, we're just going to roll with that. I've been married forever, so. Mm, that's true. Well, I'm Vince. I'm Jack. And we are a father and son duo who love watching movies, then having a conversation, but more importantly, spending quality father-son time together. I say that every week, yet it doesn't come naturally off my tongue. I mean, there's many things where you'll just be talking and then either blank out or mm -hmm. jumble up like eight words at once. Mm -hmm. The father and son, you know what I'm being ag. Oh, well, let's redo that. <laughs> That's, that sounds like the... Uh, in, in this is Wingyak. And Bob. Yep, that's what I was about to say from Men in Black. <laughs> I could never do that noise as good as whatever that guy's name is. Tommy Lee Jones, the great Tommy Lee Jones. I used to laugh at that scene so hard, though, when I was a kid. It's funny. It is funny. It's funny. Men in Black was a good movie. I enjoyed was, the first one. I don't. Is one the sugar water guy? Yeah. I don't remember two besides the Balchinian, yeah. which is great. It was not a good movie. But, but the Balchinian part, that destroyed me as a kid. <laughs> that was funny. And then, like, look out, he's a Balchinian, and he pulls his bandana down that's <laughs> over his face. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just balls. So would you rather have a butt chin or a ball chin? Butt chin. <laughs> I mean, a ball chin would just be terrible. That'd be just a whole ball sack hanging off of their chin, and just imagine how it's often, like at the bottom, like where the turkey neck would yeah. be, but it's just you have balls there. You would get racked. You would so get much killed. More. It Someone would, would kill you. That escalated really, really quickly. I mean, just because you have balls on your chin, it's like a hate crime. People are going to come kill I, you. Kids get bullied in school for no reason. Mm -hmm. Imagine a kid with fucking balls on well, his chin. I'm just saying, what if it's like just a character trait of men in general that have balls on their chin? You have no balls down there, and they're on your chin instead. Yeah. Or is it you got both? 
No, your dick's not up there. So uh, your dick's not on your face. Isn't a uh, semen supplied from the balls? Yeah, but it can so get there. So how, how <laughs> it's it just, gonna go down your throat? And you're about to. <laughs> it just takes the long way. <laughs> it just goes down your throat, and you're like, oh, I know what's coming. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't even mean to do that. All right, guys, enough of that. Let's head on over to the lobby. It's lobby time with Vincent Jack. All right, everybody, welcome to the Movie Mug and Lobby. This is the time we talk about things that aren't necessarily related to the movie we're going to be talking about, but we still think it's important enough to warrant some airtime. You know, it's funny. through that one. Well, you know, it's funny just listening to myself saying it right now. We talk about things that aren't necessarily related to the movie in lobby time. Then our whole fucking podcast can kind of be lobby time in a way, three-fourths of it anyway. So maybe I should just say the father and son podcast that sometimes talk about the movie and sometimes don't, but pretty much don't, but sometimes do. Barely. But you never know. Mm -hmm. Tune in and find out. Yeah. That's a tease right there. All right, so lobby time. I uh, got a couple things. Um, first of all, again, I've, I've said it before, when you search things up on your phone, then all of a sudden Google starts tailoring their homepage for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, today, Spotify tailored something for me on one of my playlists, and it put a Steven Seagal song on my playlist. And that's a little late, don't you think? Well, yeah. Although I've been looking at Steven Seagal porn lately, uh, so maybe that's why it showed up there. But How, how um, much porn does he have? Oh, I don't know. I don't like him. <laughs> so I want to pause real quick, and I want you to listen to the song, and then I want to talk about some of the lyrics. If you're uh, following along, go ahead and find it. It's called Music. Give us a pause, listen to it, then come right back. We're going to have a little, little chat about Steven Seagal and his musical abilities, singing abilities. Oh, this is actually his song. Lyric writing abilities. I was thinking like a song in his movie. All right, nope. It's called Music by Steven Seagal. Go ahead and uh, take a pause. All right, and we are back after listening to Music, the song Music by the great Steven Seagal. Not all of it, because who wants to do that? So, initial thoughts on music by Steven Seagal? To me, it sounded like something that would be in like a a presentation made by a school. <laughs> like not necessarily the words, but the quality of the the music and his voice being is just like it, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't trained. But you know he thought he was awesome. But yeah, because he's a prick. You can just look at him and see he's one. And, and that proves it even more. And I think you're completely right. It sounds like a public domain song that yeah. you could find and you could just put on your podcast and stuff like that. Let me, if you didn't listen or even if you did and you didn't understand some of the lyrics, he's basically saying he's going to change the world through his music. Right? Which is ridiculous when he's like, yeah, if you dance with me. Will make the world a better place to be. Mm-hmm. No, that's not how that works. Yeah, if you sing with me, we can fill the world with harmony. If you dance with me, we can create a better place to be. I, Walk with me, feel me musically. You got to let the music be the remedy. If you sing with me, we can change the world with a melody. Songs with messages like that—that that it's not music. Yeah, it's and, just so stupid. And then he rhymed a bunch of words: uh, desperation, abomination disintegration degradation it's just oh my god we're here to stop the disintegration (laughs) 
<laughs> he has the backup singers who like repeat the words he yeah, says, and it's terrible. Yep. And then in the middle, he has a Jamaican kind of coming in. It sounded rap. like he was Jamaican. Yeah. Which he wasn't bad. I think he he could have definitely been a little bit smarter and been featured in some other people's songs. Right. Steven Seagal was popular. I don't know when that was made. I mean, his music was not popular. Well, n- well, I mean, popular as in people are like, oh, I know Steven Seagal. Mm-hmm. I'll listen to this for a second. Yeah, yeah. So maybe it was smart in the fact that he probably thought all of the movie fans would maybe give it a listen. And if he's lucky, make it long enough to get to his rapping section. But <laughs> a lot of people punched out before it ever got there. Uh, yeah. One thing listening to that. If you didn't know who it was, and I asked you afterwards, hey, do you think you could kick that guy's ass who sang that song? You'd be like, 100 times percent, yes. Yeah. But you can't. He would break your arm. Moving on, guess who contacted us again? Who? Uh, Gary <laughs> Gary from Oklahoma. You know, he sent us in a question. I think we read it on our 50th episode. And he's, a, uh, he's an attention whore, so, of course, he had to send uh, over... Yeah. A bunch of other questions, and he did. It's it's like 10, 10 questions or something. I'm not going to get into all of them today. Uh, he starts out his email by, I watched Glee emotionally engaging. So I guess oh. know, he says he did it too. Okay. Um, let's cool. see. There's a bunch of questions. Let me just get to one that we've briefly talked about. Who's your favorite actor-athlete or musician-actor? So somebody who is an Who's athlete. Who's done both. Yeah. So yeah. like we could say like, Michael Jordan from Space Jam. We could. So that, that's not gonna. Well, that's a good example, though. It is a good example. Uh, I already know who I'm gonna do. Who? Beyonce. I was gonna ask if you were gonna do Bay once, as mm-hmm. I like to call her. Man, um, I remember first time I laid eyes on her was in the Pink Panther. I do remember that. I, I was just a young lad. Could not take his eyes off the screen when she was on there. And then later saw her in Gold Member. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought she was funny in that. We figured it out pretty quick that you had some uh, some pretty deep feelings for mm. Beyonce, and we gave you shit about it for sure. Yeah, you definitely <laughs> fucking did. I don't know why. She's like one of the most like hottest ladies ever, probably. Bay is hot. And so it's like... Without question. <laughs> oh, yeah. All we would do when she came on was we'd be like, Jack. Looky and, there. And get all embarrassed. But like, hey, no, no. I don't like her. I did. Yes, you did. And I, mean, I it do. Was obvious. It was obvious. So I, I kind of, I couldn't really think of a whole lot of actors. Nuclear Louche? Um, He was not a musician or an athlete. <laughs> well, he's, yeah, he's a baseball player. Uh, Mark Wahlberg, you know, he was Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. But What? He was a musician? He was. You never heard of Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch? No. Oh, my god. I thought goodness. people just called him Marky Mark because his name was Mark. No, 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 no. He'd be a train wreck of a musician um, if I had to guess. Lady Gaga, A Star is Born, yeah, she was that's what I've phenomenal heard. in that movie. But my number one, Will Smith. So he was a musician first? Yeah, he was a rapper. I knew he was a rapper. Yeah, and he's gone on to be quite the actor in a lot of movies that I really enjoy. So I would have to say, Gary, that Will Smith is my favorite. Not surprisingly, Beyonce is your favorite. Shout out to uh, Honorable Mention Ice Cube. Are we because, there yet? Yeah, are we there yet? Are we almost there? Did we make it? All those movies that he made. Um, from Fuck the Police to a kid's movie. That is an insane range. How many people make a transition like that? No. But he was good, man. I'm not going to say he was bad. No. Nope. You know, Ice Cube, if you're You'd listening. you crazy, too. And I'm, and I'm sure you are. Hey, man, you're right up there with Will Smith and Beyonce, for sure. Yep. All right. Anything else for the lobby? 
No. All right. Well, let's head on back to the podcast studio slash viewing room, and I will unveil today's movie. All right, Jack. I'm not going to pick a movie specifically for you. Okay. I uh, didn't expect it. Well, partly because I never got to thank you for the one that I did. So. Okay. Deal with it. Okay. Today, I had a particularly hard time picking a movie. I know. Because we were going to podcast, and then we weren't, and then we were, and then we weren't. Dude, I got up. You, you came upstairs in my room talking about I still haven't found one. <laughs> I literally agonized for hours, so much so that it just got in my head, and I had to take a break. And it's now 4 o'clock. <laughs> so from 9 a.m. It is fucking 4 o'clock. And then last night, you were thinking about it, I'm sure. Uh, I mean, as you do, you think about it. As soon as our podcast is over and it was my week, you've already started thinking about it. I already movie. had the movie I was going to do. And then, yeah, now you're now we're here. But All it, those hours and then almost half a day. You know, because you've done it before, you have a movie, you're ready to roll with it. And then your mood is and different. And then your mood's different or something pick. changes and it's, you just can't do it. It's can't. something that's hard to choose before the day of. Because like you could be wanting to watch a horror movie the night before... And then it's an hour before you want to go ahead and start, and you're like, I really want to watch a comedy. Yeah. That's just how it works. Mm -hmm. but, but enough talking about that. Let's just get to the movie. Okay. Which was not even on my list. <laughs> really? All right, so this movie came out in 2013. It is rated PG-13. Mm. It is one hour and 44 minutes. It got 83% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.4% on IMDb. 7.4 stars. You said percent. Whatever, man. Seven percent sounds way worse right. than seven stars. Seven point four out of ten. There you go. I never confused people. People like you that didn't confuse me because I caught it. Ninety-two percent of Google users like this movie. Didn't get a whole lot from the Mormon mothers. I just got um, one F word, one obscene hand gesture, oh. eleven sexual references. 11 scatological terms, three of them mild. Shit. 10 anatomical terms, one mild. Anatomical, like body parts? Yep. You got a fat fanny. One use. <laughs> that one? Mild, I guess it could be fanny. Fanny, I hate that one. One use of the middle finger. And then there is a Wait, scene. One obscene gesture. I figured it was the middle finger. Well. Is it like air jerking off? I don't know. Like what other obscene putting one hand like the okay symbol? And one finger through it? Could be. Like, what are they? Or it could be one of those things where you get your hand and then your friend gets your hands and you... you do the vagina thing? Yeah, you make the vagina thing. How many thing. obscene hand gestures are there? I don't know. Let's uh, let's research that. And then okay. let's show them on the podcast. Yeah. 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 Let's show them. Check this one out. And then it's just... Yep. All right. One more. There's a scene where a woman tells another woman that a woman called her a see you next Tuesday. <laughs> I just... Which is a slang sentence that if you use the first letter of the four words I abbreviated, it spells out the word cunt. So I'm gonna have start Ooh. I'm gonna have to start using that. Right. See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Bitch. All right. See you next Tuesday, cunt. <laughs> Did that work? <laughs> that does not work. All right. This movie is called The Way Way Back. I feel like I've heard of it. Okay. I haven't seen it before. All right. Well, let's take a movie mug and pause. And we are back after watching 2013's The Way, Way Back. It was tough. Well, first and foremost, Steve Carell plays an asshole. 
is very new. And it hurt, <laughs> and it hurts my heart, man. Mine too, man. Because I love Steve Carell, but I love him when he's just funny and quirky. He's never been unlikable. Never. And there's been moments in the office where he was totally boneheaded and fucked up. But you still liked him. Y- yeah. I mean, he was great in Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, yeah. And then, and apparently I'm reading right now on the screen, it's made from the makers or the studio of that made Little Miss Sunshine and Juno. Well, it had uh, the the mom from Little Miss Sunshine, mm-hmm. Tony Collette, and then Steve Carell, obviously. And it, and it parts of it had the same kind of feel. Yeah, I would say so. The goods and the bads. All right, let me give it the 50 Cent Tour, and then we can get into more evil Steve Carell, mm-hmm. which just does not sound right coming no, off the tongue. No, it doesn't. Uh, this story is about a, well, they're not really a family. It's potential stepdad, stepsister, and then, you know, the kid and the kid's mom. And they're going to the beach house. Mm-hmm. And it's called the Way Way Back because they're driving an old station wagon. And there's a seat in the back of old station wagons which is in the very back of station wagons, the way, way back, mm-hmm. and the seat faces the back. So, like, you're you're looking... You're looking out the trunk. Yeah, you're basically looking out the trunk, and that's where we see the kid in at the beginning and in the end. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's called the way, way back. So they go to this beach house, and it's fucking spring break for the parents, basically, is what one of the little girls said. And you got this awkward teen boy, Duncan, mm-hmm. who just does not fit in. He's really, really timid. He's just having a hard time. What he, was his last name? McCockiner? <sighs> yeah, Duncan McCockiner. And his brother, Barry. Yep. <laughs> oh, Sorry. Man. No, that's okay. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. That's one of my favorite of those like fake names. Yeah. Like Hugh Janus and all that. Pat McCock. <laughs> Howie Feltersnatch. That's one of my all-time favorites. Oh, That's man. a good one. I think yeah. we could get lost in this segment for a while. Probably need to save it for a mini cast. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we could come on here and that would be our alter ego. Yeah, yeah. I'll be I'll be Barry McCockiner. Okay. <laughs> I'm Howie Felter Snatch. I'm Barry McCockiner. Yep. That's yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Barry McCockiner. So anyway, um, this kid's got no confidence. He does not like his potential stepdad, which is Steve Carell, but he's a fucking dick. Mm-hmm. So he's having a horrible time there, and he gets on a bicycle and just rides into town, and it's a girl's bike, which is mm-hmm. perfect for him. Just just more of the awkwardness. Dysfunctional. So he rides to this water park, and he goes in the employee entrance and just hits it off with the owner, mm-hmm. and they hire him on. He gets his confidence, and they kind of become his family, and he just kind of becomes a different kid in the end. And it's it's just a fun watch from this kid to go from where he is to confident and dancing and just letting loose and just having a good time being who he is and being comfortable in his own skin. And that was really, really cool to see. It's got a lot of people in it. Of course, Steve Carell, Tony Collette, the boy hadn't really been in anything. I don't really know what his name is. Sophia Robb. What's her name? Anna. Anna Sophia Robb, which she grew her arm back. Did you notice? And she undrowned. Yeah. So so maybe (laughs) people are going to hate me for that. Bridge of Terabithia. Yeah. Bridge two. Oh, Bridge to Terabithia. My sister cried. Well, whenever yeah. you see previews for stuff like that, and you think, it's oh, it's going to be this fun family thing, yeah. and somebody dies. There was this movie called My Girl that had Macaulay Culkin and somebody else in it, 
And you just thought, oh, it's going to be these adventures of these two kids. And then he fucking gets stung by bees and dies. And it's like, well, what are you doing? No, don't like do Marley that. and me, how we all went and saw in theater, <sighs> like us and some extended family. Mm-hmm. I was real young. I was not ready for it. Well, number one, there was a sex scene. Yeah. It was very uncomfortable because you guys I were know little. Owen Wilson. Uh-huh. I mean, any sex scene with Owen Wilson, no matter what age you are, is going to be uncomfortable. Yeah, because he's like, he's- wow, <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Stop it. Wow. It, it, it was not funny. It is funny. It, well, it stopped being funny very shortly after you started it. I don't know. But there was, there was that sex scene in it. It sounded exactly like I just did. Mm. And then what? Before the wow means. Like the dog dies. Yeah, the dog gets put down or something. Like they never show. And it's like, dude. Yeah, it's like they don't show in the previews. They just show all the lovable stuff. And then you take your kids to it and you fucking have to get them therapy afterwards. And it's like, what the fuck, man? Give us a fucking hint that shit's going to go wrong. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's see what the internet has to say about the way, way back. Duncan, who's played by Liam James, is an awkward teen who must spend the summer at a beach house with his mother, her boyfriend, Trent, and Trent's obnoxious daughter. Trent can't resist badgering Duncan, so the youth steals away to a water park and gets a job that will help him stay off Trent's radar. As Duncan tends to the slides and pools of the aging park, he finds a father figure in the wisecracking park manager, Owen, played by Sam Rockwell, at the time when he desperately needs one. So true. Yeah. The owner of the water park... He's a goofball. He, but he saw a kid in need, and just really took him in, and really, really helped him become who he was in the end. And that was cool to see. Yeah. So Steve Carell at the beginning, they're driving, and everybody's asleep in the car, and he's like, uh, "Hey, Duncan, what do you think you are?" He's like, "What do you mean? Like on a scale of ten? You know, just of one to ten? What, what, what are you?" And he doesn't want to answer. He's like, "Just give me a number." He's like, uh, "I guess I'm a six. And Steve Carell's character is like, no, you're a three. Here's why. And and so right from the very beginning, you're like, Steve Carell, you motherfucker. Why? You know, you're because you saw Steve Carell and you're like, oh, cool. Yeah. And I thought I thought he was doing that. And then I thought it was going to have like a playful ending to mm-hmm. it. No, he's just a piece of shit. Yeah. He stays a piece of shit the whole time. He starts cheating on his mom while they're there. And just, I don't know. He never talks nice to him. And it's just. What a terrible situation to be in, a 14-year-old kid. That's all I was thinking and talking about was what I would want to do. I mean, 14 is a little bit different, but like, say if it was right now. At 19? Or at 19 or let's say 16, so I won't be tried as an adult. <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> See, Holy shit. A, I, it was a joke. Okay. Because like Steve Carell's character was so terrible. He wasn't and killable, th- this, though. Yeah. I mean, I would say he was. <laughs> So you're 14, and this dude's doing all that, and you know he's cheating on your mom, mm-hmm. and he's so mean to you, and he's such a piece of shit. You're telling me you wouldn't want to hurt him or something like that? Yeah, because there's so many dynamics that go into it. Your your parents are split up. Because we watch, we watch it. That's one thing, mm-hmm. saying, oh, to be he's not it. that bad. But for that to be your, your mom's shitty-ass boyfriend who's who, a piece of shit. Who could become your new dad. Yeah, you're going to do everything. Anything to get to not end up with him as your dad. And I think that happens even if the guy's not an asshole, because a lot of people are like, well, you're not replacing my dad. I love my dad. Yeah, like, yeah. There's a lot of rebellion anyway with stuff like that. So I catch him cheating on my mom. First off, 
I'm not gonna just not say anything like this kid, but he's 14. I would go to mom and be like, hey, I saw Trent, whatever, he was getting hot and heavy with this one lady. And then I would definitely confront him about it. I'd be very protective, I guess, mm-hmm. of the people who are real family. Because that, that doesn't really f- like compute or fly in my head. The whole, like, yeah, I'm going to see this dude cheat on my family member, and I'm not going to say anything. But well, he did. Like I mean, he, he, like he eventually. Ended up, he ended up telling his mom, he can you not up. see what's going on? And then he pushes Trent. And, and then Trent starts to fucking like, are you serious right now? And like, was going to start beating up he's a 14 year old yeah, kid. Let's drop the gloves and go, bro. It's, it's like, that's how you know the man you're with is a, a complete douche. So I like you at 14. I have no doubt that you would have avenged me at 14. Oh yeah. If I'd have got kicked to the curb by mom and some new dad would have come in or some guy trying to take my place. I have yeah, no I doubt. guess at 14. You'd have fucking <laughs> home alone, set up the house to, with all these certain things to, to get rid of him. Home alone to knife in his back while he's sleeping. <laughs> I mean, it's it's funny because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but it's it's fun. Like, I almost just said it's fun to daydream about. I I daydream all the time. And so it is fun to daydream about a crazy scenario like that. Because it's like a movie in your head, but I have whole like movie narratives and shit in my head sometimes, mm-hmm. and, and none of them are feel good. No, romantic it's like, comedies. Because it's not. That's not always the most fun thing to think about. Hmm. You know, when I was nineteen and I was fantasizing about movies, it was more like pizza ladies here. <laughs> hey, come on in. Sorry, I don't. Uh, I don't have a tip. Well, I have an idea. I feel like that normally goes the other way. Like the girl fresh out of the shower opens the door and is like, oh, I lost my wallet in a fire last week. And she's like, can I offer you anything else? And drops the towel. I don't think I've ever heard it from the perspective of the dude not having a well, tip. I'm the one that's wanted. <laughs> I drop the towel and she decides oh, she doesn't want the money. Wow, she look just, at that dick. <laughs> she, just, she just wants the tip and that's it. But I, but I give her more than the tip. I was going to say. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. I mean, that's a pretty good daydream. I'll daydream on that. <laughs> yeah, try that tonight. <laughs> well, back to the movie, I guess. <laughs> the characters. I love the characters. So lovable. The characters mostly. at the water park were so fun. <laughs> they, Maya Rudolph was in it. She played the the love interest of the owner. She was great. There was some other guy who's worked there forever. Like Kippish. Yeah, very, very Kippish. He, w- he was funny. The kids that went to the water park were funny. One of them was Rowley from the uh, movie adaptation of Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Yes, he was. And that's the only one I recognized. Mm-hmm. Um, the lady who lived next door, she was a lush drunk. Her character was was really she was, funny and, she was and added funny. a whole lot. So the the characters in this were great, except for Steve Carell, which He's is crazy to say. It hurts. It, it, does it doesn't hurt. make sense. No, it doesn't. It, it does not compute. I kept waiting for him to like get better because he's Steve Carell in it. Yeah. He's I've just never seen him in a position or role or anything that is remotely assholeish. Sometimes is like Michael Scott, he could be an accidental asshole, but that's yeah. that's way different. He it was, was just, an, he was he, it was asshole yeah. out of ignorance or whatever, and but he was still was, lovable. I don't know, but he was just so on purpose being an asshole. Mm-hmm. And, it was hard to watch. You know, this film had a lot of the same feel as Adventureland. If you've seen Adventureland, it did same type thing. I can't remember the downs in Adventureland though. But was it I, Eisenberg? 
Yeah. Yeah, Jesse Eisenberg kind of gets mm. this, or was it Michael Sarah? Fuck, I can't. They're kind of interchangeable was, sure in a way. Was, I like both of them a lot. I want to say it was Michael Sarah. No, it was Eisenberg. It was Eisenberg. Uh, and then he ends but, up... Uh, I'm Googling it right uh, now. Just I'm, keep talking. Look, it came out of my mouth. It's gospel. Jesse Eisenberg. For the win. Adventureland? Mm-hmm. From 2009. Yeah. Nope. Michael Sarah. See? <laughs> no, it's not. It's Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> it is. See, fucker. You said C after I said it was Michael Sarah. No. I, because, <laughs> look, the two are different, but they're kind of the same in yeah, a lot of ways. Yeah, I know what you mean. Michael I just, Sarah's. I couldn't remember which one it was. I really like both of them. The only movie I remember seeing Jesse Eisenberg in is Zombieland. Mm-hmm. I've never seen the Facebook. Yeah, Social or, Network. Um, I've heard that was a great movie, but I have no interest. I mean, him and Michael Sarah share the same awkward gene. Mm, yeah, lovably awkward gene, I should mm-hmm. say. And I'll, I'll forever like forever like uh, Michael Sarah better because of Scott Pilgrim. And that's just non-negotiable. Sorry, Jesse, but he's the man for me. What sucks in this movie is the way it ends. You want him to stay at the water park and just get raised at the water park with all those people. Yeah. But, but he can't. They they leave early. And so that's really destroying his idea of what the rest of summer should look like. Mm-hmm. And they already kind of destroyed half of his time there. In the end, the boy had grown He'd been given the set of tools, Not I guess. Not satisfying enough. I know, but I've, I feel much better about, like, when this kid goes back to school, he's going to carry himself with confidence. Mm-hmm. He's not going to sweat the crap. He's, he's going to get away with the murder of his mom's boyfriend? <laughs> no, no, stop it. <laughs> stop it, stop it, stop it. All right, favorite parts? Uh, I'm going to have to say anything with... Uh, <laughs> the park owner in it. Yeah, I'm shaking my head. <laughs> he, yes. he was nodding at me. Yeah. Any interaction between the park owner and the kid. Which was, you said Sam Rockwell? Mm-hmm. Have you seen him in anything else? I think so. He, he looks fantastic. really familiar. Yeah, he, he was great in it. He brought the kid up to, you know, to that six or that seven or the eight or whatever. And I loved at the end, too, where... He runs back to the water park when they're on their way out of town, and so Steve Carell and the mom come come to get him, and yes. and Steve Carell's like, "Can we go yet? Let's go." Are we and, done? And then Sam Rockwell steps in front of the kid, and he's like, uh, "No, I'm hanging out with the three, basically, or something like that." Or he's better than the I'm, three. I'm good friends with the three. Uh, yeah, I'm good. What does that mean? He told him that Steve Carell had called him a three. And so he's basically oh. outing him, saying, look, I know you talked shit to this kid and called him I a three. Didn't. I'm hanging out with a three. I was like, I thought he was referencing like a gang or something. <laughs> I had no idea what he was talking Yo, about. Yo, represent the LBC three up <laughs> the in here. LB three. LB three and the LBC. Yeah. Okay, Snoop. And then uh, he said something else, and then Carell took the cue. I'll and, be waiting in the car. Yep, he backed the fuck I was. I was really hoping it was going to be one of those moments where it's like, are you kidding me right now, bro? And then the park owner guy was just going to beat him. Uh, I thought you were going to say pull out a machete and a Tech 9 and just annihilate him in <laughs> front of all the people Imagine watching. Imagine being badass enough to be a person who dual wields a machete and a Tech 9. No. No, I'm just like, in a movie, that would just be crazy. It would not have belonged in this movie. No, but I mean, I was just hoping for like some sort of like, you made my nose bleed. I'm going to go wait in the car like a bitch or whatever. Mm-hmm. I wanted some sort of humiliation there. You deviated my septum. What one is that from? 
Uh, we're the Millers. Oh. The kid with no That's regrets. That's why you remember it and I don't. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, buckets of chicken? Uh, Sam Rockwell. Because he was just so lovable and without seeming like the responsible type was very responsible. So he he was like goofy and funny and playful, but he was also very much an adult. And had a great heart. Yeah. He was like capable of being the father figure for that kid. He was the bright spot in it. He was exactly what was needed for... A lot of comic relief came with him. Yeah, and for, for Duncan to grow up, he, he definitely deserves the bucket of chicken. All right, score time. Before things got so bad with the boyfriend and the mom, this was on like 100 status. Wow. This was, I, I really like how this was filmed. I like the stories like this where it's some transformations from an awkward person to like something not awkward, I don't know, confidence. Still Just, waiting for that for you. Okay. The, <laughs> I lost my train of thought from that. <laughs> like a transformation or especially the coming of age stories or whatever where a kid or teenager or something grows from their experiences. And I don't know, I, I like watching those a lot, but it's just hard. I, I, don't, I can't really give this a 100. I don't think I would have preferred a different ending or a more strong role from the mother of standing up for herself a little bit more Yeah, because it was obvious. And then I mean, it did the, the scene where he's like, oh, I just need to be better for you. I'm sorry. And the bullshit apologies asking for, give me a 13th chance, please, babe. And so, I don't know. I just, it, I didn't see everything I wanted to. But then again, if I did, then Sam Rockwell wouldn't have had as much of a role in this. The mom would have stolen a little bit of his thunder then. But I'm going to have to give this a 94. That's great. Yeah. It was, I, I mean, I can't deny that it's an A, mm-hmm. in my book at least. I'm 88. Okay. Is the number that was in my head. It's right up there. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed and, and this movie. was always an A in my head as a kid. So. <laughs> Might as well be. And, and 80 was an, was an A. It's a fun movie. The acting is fantastic. The characters are, are wonderful, and there's so many wonderful characters in this, especially at the water park, and we didn't even get into all of them. There's a lot of... One guy from Beer Fest... One of the German guys. He he was great. It was all around a good movie, and I, I recommend this to anybody. I do, too. It was a fun movie. I agree that it didn't quite have the feel-really-good ending. It was still it a feel-goodish ending, but it didn't have that what, what you really, really craved. But again, that's okay. When a movie doesn't yeah. give you exactly what you want, I'm okay with that. Because when it does give you exactly what you want, then you're like... Oh, all right. I knew that was coming. Another cliche ending That's and true. stuff like that. So, because we sometimes want those cliche endings. The sure. Oh, son, let's get away and stay at this place, and you can work at the water park forever. Mm-hmm. That would have been a a bad ending for this movie. But you, I just wanted to see it so badly. <laughs> but but it, then it would have just like made it an eighty something. It, it definitely would have made you more happy. It's the hard pillows to swallow. Hard pill. <laughs> hard pills to swallow. Yeah. And pillows yeah. are hard to swallow. Yeah. But I know you bought a lot of them. <laughs> That's why we're going to put one over uh, Trent's face. <laughs> Let's see it's if he, Steve Carell. Hey, he's you, a good can person. Can you swallow this pill? He's a good, he's Our a good pillow, person. pillow, I mean, I'm not giving him pills for free. A dude uh, named Trent would pay extra. 
Yeah, this weed is 25 a gram. Thanks for the hookup, bro. You could screw That's over. a Trent. You could screw over a Trent. Yes. Trents are gullible. Yes. <laughs> the My dad loves golf, Trents. Okay. I can see that. <laughs> like, yeah, thanks, man. I'll make sure to refer my friends to you. And it's oregano. And then he comes back and tells you how high he got. Dude, I was I was out of this world, man. Mm. All right, anything else? No. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to episode number 52 of Movie Muggin. We appreciate all our listeners. Matter of fact, we love you. Depends. Right? Is it like No, 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 no. It's 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 love. It's just just straight out. I mean, not marry you kind of love, but no, just that's what I was asking. But it, but it's what love. kind of love is this? Is this like family love? Yeah. Or is this like let's bang? And there could Aloha. be people listening right now that would love to bang you just based on your voice and My sense voice. of humor. Yeah. Wow. Cool. That can be your next daydream. Hey, is Jack there? I listen to your podcast. I love the sound of your voice. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I probably have a pretty typical voice. Yeah, but you don't say typical things. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. All right, guys. Again, thanks for tuning in, and have a movie mugging day. Listen to us next week, and we will tell you if we had diarrhea or not. <laughs>